switches to the earlier, but this is Udochi. Hello. Hello, Hello world. <laughs> My name is Udochi. <laughs> um, why don't you tell the world a little bit about a little bit about myself um yeah so again my name is Udochi I was born and raised in West Philadelphia I'm not gonna sing the song if you know it you know it <laughs> um I currently live in New York I moved in January of this year mm-hmm. um and I work in fashion, I work at a photo studio in Long Island City as a merch coordinator and an onset producer. And I'm also Catholic. Casual. <laughs> I should have started with that. I should have started with that. Well, you started um, with the fashion and then you were like, like, and also. It's like no big deal, but it's like a big part of my life. <laughs> It's just the decor. It's, like, it's just like the decor, the depths. You know, I'm, I'm real real deep about it anyway (laughs) um and yeah i don't know there's a lot to know about me but i will keep it there for now let's see what what else i can say i think another cool thing to know about udochi is that today she came with her sunglasses matching her shirt oh which is very important to know (laughs) very very cool (laughs) um well my cat's over there like Sitting like Gollum, just not impressed. Cleaning her. You didn't. You didn't like my glasses. She didn't. She was right, like, babe. you know what? Whatever. So I'm just gonna wail until you feed me. And <laughs> act like I've never eaten before in like another two hours. Okay. So, what <clears throat> does your job entail? Like, what's a merch coordinator for someone who's never heard of the term? Yeah. So it looks different in every area that you work, but it's it's kind of the same. So like at a photo studio, um, the merge coordinator side of my job looks a lot like I have some clients. Um, I have over 20 clients that are like mine in Ooh. terms of like who, when they're coming to shoot with us, I'm like the one that's receiving their samples. So merge coordinator, a lot of what we do is um, we're, we're like, we're hands-on with the clothes. So mm-hmm. when you're working at a photo studio, these assets need to live somewhere, you know, when you're taking these photos. So they get sent to us before the shoot, you know, you make sure that you're looking at the shot list and shot list is basically like literally the list of everything that you're going to be shooting and what ways it needs to be shot. Um, like how many on model shots do you have? And like, or if you're doing like a ghost or a floaty, which is basically on mannequin mm-hmm. shots, um, you see those probably on like a website. Like you just are looking through all that stuff and <clears throat> you're making sure it's all there and, processing it in whatever system that you're using so that when you know come set day everything is ready to go Mm. in terms of the sample side of things um and then as an on-set producer um still taking all those samples and caring about them but now the goal is to just make sure everything gets done accordingly Mm. um according to how the client wants it done in a time sensitive um matter and also just making sure everyone is like good on set you know putting out little fires as they arise (laughs) casually (laughs) casually putting out fires i mean i mean like mental i mean like but i also mean physical Mm -hmm. i'm just kidding i think we have never been on a set where things have caught fire um (laughs) thank god God. (laughs) we're here um but no it's it's a it is a lot like it feels so hard to explain it because it's really mm. one of those things that my on my onset producer day to day looks different every set I'm on yeah. and whatever's going on that day I mean it's yeah. it's like a it's like a you kind of understand what's going to happen throughout the day but 
things just arise and you just have to be like ready to take them on yeah and be present for other people yeah do you are you like ever so I'm sure like different customers you work with or clients you work with Mm -hmm. do they send everything just to the studio and you take care of all of it or do they have someone from the um company come in like yeah so usually when whenever we have shoots majority of the time the clients will come on set Mm -hmm. um which obviously is a huge help because you know sometimes when working with hair and makeup it's really important for clients to give like proper direction because you know you send you send like a creative deck and that's cool but you know sometimes you're on set and you just have questions and so it's good when clients Mm -hmm. can be there um good when they're there for the photographer it's good to talk with them before actually starting the shoot. Um, and also the client, because they know the product more than you do, since mm. it's their brand that they work for, or sometimes you'll meet the client where it's actually their brand, mm-hmm. like they're the founder. Um, it's really helpful when they're there because there are certain things that you may not even know about these samples that you really should know. Yeah. And you wouldn't know them if they weren't there to tell you. And so if they tell me something, I'm like, oh snap, well, this is good to know. <laughs> this changes things. Um, and so it's really, really helpful when they are there because they really do um, help the day or days, however long the shoot is, however many sets mm-hmm. this client needs for a day, it helps all, all go smoothly when they're present. And like I said, they're mostly there. So there are some clients where they've been shooting with the studio for so long that they don't even need to be there. Mm-hmm. We can just keep doing things business as usual. Um, but, you know, it's good when the whole team is there, including mm-hmm. the clients. Really helps mm-hmm. things go by really smoothly. Wow. Okay, so give us a walkthrough of like, if you're working for one client in particular, mm-hmm. you, what is like the order that, like if someone was curious about the order of how a photo shoot gets sure. done. Sure. So you get the samples or is there something that happens before you get yeah, the samples? So yeah, so <clears throat> I'm, I'm strictly on set producing. Mm-hmm. Um, we have producers in the studio who are working with clients from pre-production to post-production, I'm only mm-hmm. in the production phase. There's three phases, pre-production and post. Yeah. Um, and so all of that pre-production stuff is happening. One client that we have next week, really love them. Um, sometimes they'll do editorial shoots with us. So pre-production looks a lot like, oh, we're, we're working heavily with art direction. We need to figure out what kind of like, seamless you need as in like the the long piece of paper um that you'll use to shoot like the color it's a backdrop basically um or like if this is a really like cool like there was a there was a cute set today on on the other side of the studio but they did like some type of like wedding aesthetic type of Mm -hmm. stuff and they were like billowing fabrics and obviously that's like very art direction heavy so those producers like those producers that are in every stage are just working with the client Mm -hmm. to make sure they have everything they need for each yeah. stage. And then while that's happening, the shot list is forming yeah. because we're not just, we're not shooting ideas, we're shooting products. Mm. Um, and you know, Maisie's decided to come and sit right by the person who's allergic to her. Oh, it's okay. Hey. She couldn't care less. That's fine. <laughs> but yeah, um, so the the clients, well, the producers will be working with the clients directly in pre-production. And so mm-hmm. that's when the shot list is forming and um, everything that, you know, n- we need to know in terms of the products that are actually arriving, which is my, mm-hmm. my main concern, 
um, that's all getting formulated on the shot list as all of that pre-production stuff mm-hmm. is happening. So that's when I get informed. That's when it's like, okay, like this client's shot list is ready. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking a look at that shot list. Um, I'm looking at all of the, how many products that we're shooting, but I'm also looking at what each product requires. Like if they're, if all of this is being shot on model, mm-hmm. um, but then also it might be being shot on model and maybe also tabletop, like if it's like watches or something mm-hmm. or bags, like those bags might be going on model, but they also are tabletop. So then the wheels are turning in my head that producer wheels like, okay. So if we have like seven bags for this shoot mm-hmm. and each bag requires five different shots, which are like kind of like five different setups for styling per bag and on model needs that bag also we need to figure out what time of the day Mm. this they can have it on model and what time of the day tabletop can have it so that everyone's shooting at at the same time continuously so that we can get out on time yeah um and so that the models don't have to be there over time all of that jazz so um because overtime is more money okay (laughs) (laughs) okay um so that's another part of my job like making sure that we don't go into overtime (laughs) or if we have a half day shoot like one of my shoots i was producing today was a half day and it was like they gotta be out at one and i was i it was like 12 30 and we had seven more products to shoot and i was like listen guys i want you to know we have seven products to shoot in 30 minutes that's all I'm going to say. You guys can fill in the blanks of everything else I need to say. We're all adults here. Okay? <laughs> We're all adults. I'm just going to say that. And guess what? They pulled it off. So, boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. You know, yep. we have really great teams that we work with. And our full-time staff as well as our freelancers are absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I'm getting the shot list together. I'm uploading it in a, in a platform that or a software that we use to help make the product to photo to post-production process seamless Mm -hmm. for the client in a way where we're taking the photos we're uploading the assets which are just basically the pro the 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 photos of Mm -hmm. these products on model and or whatever way that they're getting shot in a in a system that the clients can see them Mm -hmm. um and then also our retouching manager can receive them edit them and then those even final photos continue to live on this in the system that we use um, so that we can always refer to them, especially, for example, when we have like a freelancer who's new on the next shoot. We're like, mm-hmm. look at the last job. If you want reference on how to shoot yeah. this bag, this is what the straps are supposed to look like. This is how this is supposed to be stuffed, mm-hmm. um, which is great. So then uploading it into the system and then after I upload, I'm just tagging them with our merchandising tags. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, I have like two extra tags. So that means that there's two products that are missing, like reaching out to the producers to have the clients let us know and eat on these products. Yeah. If they're ever going to arrive, if they're going to bring them with them on set, like, and then, so that's, that's the merge coordination part. It's over come day of, um, even the day before is like me, like getting myself in the zone to be a producer. Cause like if you ha- you're not just calculating products. Sometimes you're also calculating shots that yeah. aren't need to be done in the day. And so I'm just like creating little game plans in my head 
prepping myself to pro- to give um, on-set meetings with each different team. So if there's yeah. three sets, like I'm going to be talking in a meeting with the digital tech, who's the person that will be helping the photographer, as well as um, managing all the technical things that go on mm-hmm. on the on-model set. I'm talking with digital tech and the photographer about what their goals are, mm-hmm. what the client expects of them in terms of like, if there's new direction that we haven't had before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm briefing the hair and makeup team, introducing models to hair and makeup, and then I'm going to go and brief maybe the, the on mannequin team that are going to be shooting products on mannequin. And then if we have a tabletop, I'm going to be briefing them on their goals. So just making sure I have everyone's goals in mind, mm-hmm. making sure that samples are moving on set at all mm-hmm. times. So that tabletop is getting samples. The mannequin set is getting samples. Mm-hmm. The on model set has their samples, creating a good rotation, asking for help from the styling assistants when I need it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, again, like putting out all the little fires, most of the time sets run pretty smoothly because mm-hmm. it really helps when you communicate well with your team. When you're a good producer. Hey, hey. Honestly, hey. Listen, 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 one of the things that, um, I mean, it's a gift. Like, I always feel really weird when people like, we had a new client on Monday and mm-hmm. I like have to send out production reports, which give a recap of things that happen. And my one of the producers, uh, one of the clients from the, the one of the people, uh-huh. the client, you know, one of our new clients, one of their staff um, responded to my production report on Monday and was like, thank you so much. You have great energy. And, and honestly, it's like, it's not really a, a good producer if that's what I am. I thank God. It is what you are, absolutely. Um, yeah. It's it's only a product of the team. Like that's you gotta know how to work with people, and mm. it's really incredible when you can like take a step back and just be like, oh my gosh, like look at all of the amazing work that everyone is doing. The makeup yeah. looks phenomenal. The photos look great. Look at that model. She is giving <laughs> like even when you're looking at the tabletops that like these bags look so good mm-hmm. and it's so great because one of the things that's always a goal of mine as a producer is to really just watch the talents of other people whether it be a stylist digital tech like hair and makeup I always just want to like know exactly what it takes to do their job yeah. um, so sometimes when it's just like a tabletop set and the client is there I'm just like watching and I'm asking the stylist questions because the more that I get to know what they're doing and how their job works the more that I can speak in their language mm. and so when I see that something is off if things are moving slow if there's holdups then I'm like okay I think I understand why this is happening it's because this type of bag is a bit more slouchy so then that means that you're working against like your the styling here it's not conventional or something Mm -hmm. you always get to the more that you get to observe how other people do their jobs you understand the things that are wrong yeah hopefully you can understand how to fix them or if you don't understand what's wrong it's really just you can ask them like hey i noticed that something that's going on like how best if i can't fix it like or you can't fix it what's the problem here and then as long as we have those things we can relay those messages to clients so that they don't happen again yeah we can like preempt Um, it's always it's always about communication with everyone in your team and it's also just about making people feel valued because fashion is very fast-paced um 
sometimes the hours can be uncomfortable, especially for models. I really do mm. feel for models. Um, you can see the tire because like it's not just they're coming on your shoot for this client. Like they also were on one yesterday, and yeah, yeah maybe people think that it's just as simple as like standing around and turning, and but no, you're in not. high heels. You're in high heels. <laughs> someone's always touching your face. Someone's yes. always pulling your yes. hair. Oh my gosh, talk about being touched out. People like, talk about that all the time. It's my being a mother. gosh, yeah. it's a lot, and yeah. you know, I really do have a heart for models. Um, everyone on set, but especially them. So I. I think the the I mean maybe that's like that's the God in me, but I really do care about when I'm on a set, especially when I'm producing it. Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure that people feel seen and they mm-hmm. feel like I'm being as present to them as I am to anyone, no matter what. Because everyone on set is coming at different levels of experience, like mm-hmm. different levels of the industry, like. Yeah. It's sometimes I'm like shocked at the people that come in the room. It's a blessing, not because people are have created such a status, but it's just you you get to see people up close, and you just realize again and again that we're literally all the same. Yeah, we're all the same. We're all equal, um, and I I just want people on every level to feel validated. I don't know the last time that someone felt that. I remember moments where I didn't feel that on set, you know, this is not my first job in fashion. I felt it before. Um, and I really make it a goal of mine to never make anyone feel that way. Yeah. I think I, okay. So first off, I can tell you're a good producer just by the way you talk about this. And also that particularly, cause I remember I've, I'm sure you both had experiences mm-hmm. of being on set and like, feeling like you constantly have to prove something. Mm. Oh, know? I've been there, girl. Please. Yes. I've been there. Or I'm feeling like everyone's it's a like struggle. expecting that you're going to mess up. And it's a struggle, like, honey. So the fact yeah. that you're, it's almost, I feel like there are a lot of, um, what's it for? Like tools and skills that a lot of teachers have mm. that are really applicable across all yeah, kinds of absolutely. industries. And I feel like this is one particularly because like you said, everyone's, it's running so much. It can be like a high energy, fun environment. Yeah. But only if people feel like they're being taken seriously. Oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah. Um, and feel valued and dignified. Yeah. Yeah. I should also mention um, that at my job, my coworkers know me as the Minister of Vibes. I feel like, I feel like that's, sorry, sorry, y'all listening. I did not actually introduce myself as that. That's why. <laughs> that should have been, hello, my name is Udochi and I am the Minister of Vibes. Minister of vibes. <laughs> I, I am the MOV, as they call me. Um, <laughs> well, literally, what that, <laughs> wow. what that means is like, everyone knows at my job, I kind of have ordained, uh-huh. if you will. Mm-hmm. I'm on the minister. Mm-hmm. I have to keep up using mm-hmm. all the puns. Yeah. Um, I have ordained myself mm-hmm. as the person responsible for the music in the studio. And so oh, I definitely am like, I'm always reading the room. Yeah. I'm always reading the room. Um, most of the time, I'm like just doing what I like. <laughs> and thankfully, people like my taste. Yeah, so yeah. maybe Good I'm taste. meant to be the minister of vibes. It's a gift, honestly. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm humbled. It's a true gift PTL, that God has given me. spirit. <laughs> <laughs> you think, I you think this is a free gift? You don't think that God gave it to me, guys? You don't think the Holy Spirit is like, ooh, put this on pow. Like, you, you know, know what we're going to do? We're going to give her the power of making Come amazing on. playlists. Yeah, man. This holy is, fire, please. Holy Spirit, you fire, think it's me? fire playlist. You think, you think it's me that's, 
that's putting this this amazing stuff on? No. Man, it's Holy Spirit fingers, okay? <laughs> it's Holy Spirit fingers. I'm just having an image of like a dove. Oh yeah. But like it's little feathers and oh, like fingers. Oh, obviously, girl. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Yes. The power of a good playlist, though, yeah, is, that's it one of my favorite things. It changes your mood on set. Because, like, you yeah. can have long hours. Sometimes you walk in and it's a rainy day. Mm-hmm. Like, anything can shift the mood. One yeah. person can shift the mood of a set. But, but I don't know. I think music is like food. Is like anything that's very sensory. Mm-hmm. You, you, you're, if you're in the mood, if you can help someone get in the mood, it really helps things go so much smoother. I'm going to go keep my cat from ripping up my car. Oh, my I'm gosh. So go ahead. Go ahead. Hey. But yes, that's my favorite thing when we do photo shoots for Letney is easily like a week or two before the shoot, I'm already like making the playlist. Oh my gosh, yeah. And then it'll be like, playlist is nine hours and something and it's long. And I'm like, we're not even going to be there that long. But um, thing though, because like I use use Spotify, shout out to Spotify. Um, My favorite thing though, I'm a big fan of queuing. I have, there are certain Mm -hmm. clients, there's one client in particular who I actually, this is wild. And this is how I know that this is a gift because I literally made a playlist for them on the six minute subway ride it takes me to get wow. off to get to walk uh-huh. to work. I, and also that's a gift too, the fact that I live so close to work. Yeah. When I tell you, I put 80 songs on that playlist in six minutes. You were just I was like, okay, I was like, these are the songs that I know. This is this is their vibe. And then I was going on like, you know, when you're when you go to an artist and then you scroll all the way down to their page and they'll see the place they're in they're they're yes. in. And I'm like, oh, this fits, this fits, this fits. And then I'm like, no, but I like this song too. And then, but even at that point. I'm a big fan of cueing music, like cueing mm-hmm. in them, because that's another part. Like you can't, like you're reading the room, and you're like, you know what? Like there's this certain style at my job. Love her. Um, everything that she's on my set, there's I. I always know what songs that she likes to hear, especially mm-hmm. when she's low energy. Aww. And then I'll be like, okay, boom, and then she'll start hearing it, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's for you. You know, you know. I was like the other day. I, I said dancing. to her. <laughs> the other day I said to her, I was like. This song and like the next eight songs are for you, okay? And yeah, just it's just a nice way to just another way to help people feel seen and appreciated, you know. So what's on the Udochi playlist? Like if you're, um, what's on? Yeah, so what's on the Udochi playlist right now? What's on the Udochi playlist? Hmm. I actually haven't made a playlist in a long time, maybe because I'm spending so much time queuing things mm. or finding really great. Actually, that's not true. Um, I have made a playlist recently, and the one that I update the most is my salsa playlist. Mm. For the bands that we went salsa know. dancing, y'all. Yes, this was for incredible. the people that don't. Another thing about me is that I do dance salsa. It's one of the biggest joys of my life in New York. Um, started dancing back in March and have not stopped since. Like literally goes to a salsa studio dances. Yeah. So it's my jam. It's my jam. Um yes. So Udoshi is an amazing salsa dancer as well. <laughs> yeah. I went I'm trying. I'm 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 you're, still, you're good. You are I'm good. Still learning. Okay, but there was the guy did you see the guy in the red shirt when we were out I have I'll show you later. Do I have a video. Know. There was this guy and he was bald. Okay, so you know the on TikTok there's like this Horace filter and it's like this dude name is like bald. Oh my gosh, yes. like, okay. na, 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 na. that Drake song, yeah. Yes. Da, da. Yeah. So. So, there was this old man 
Oh my with gosh. balls and had on a red t-shirt. No way, and was girl. Saucy. You need and to show like, me this. Yes! Yo, you need to show me this nonsense. I'm here for <laughs> it. I'm just going to show you. Oh my gosh. Mm. So you went from theater to moving image to fashion. Yeah. And uh, I know you also had a reversion. I did. So where did those things like line up? Oh my. And dude. kind of did they affect each other in any way? Um... It's so interesting. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm two plus years now post reversion. I, I I consider it like February March. Uh, mm-hmm. I think more. I think March. Yeah, March seventeenth, two thousand twenty. So oh, wow. yeah, two years. Um, it's funny, and I actually am really happy that you asked me this question because. I feel very. It's so fun. Like this keeps on coming up in my life, and I feel like. Yeah, it's it's one of those God things. So post reversion, as anyone is like conversion, reversion, whatever, um, you're like you're super on fire. Like nothing anyone could ever say could like bring that fire down. Like you're mm. so like like you're ablaze. Like it's it's an incredible feeling. It's like the epitome of consolation. Mm-hmm. Um so honestly, if anyone's listening who is like going through reversion right now or conversion literally like just bask in that feeling mm-hmm. that's such a great consolation um oh it's so good especially yeah it's, it's just a good one um and when i was in that period it just also was the beginning of the pandemic <laughs> like literally when like i don't know if anyone heard me i said march <gasps> march 2020 <laughs> march 2020 was when god said stop questioning the catholic church it, you like that was when everything hit ahead like because my 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 kind of experience was like I was I was getting ready to skedaddle. Mm-hmm. I'm a cradle Catholic. I was ready to peace out. Um, was living in this you know kind of cultural Catholic life. Didn't mm-hmm. really fully even understand my faith. And then Capelli, a lot of things happened. A lot of questions were asked, and didn't have a strong enough foundation. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that other Catholics can relate. Um, it's just you know it, it is what it is. But um, Thankfully, I was given kind of those Holy Spirit promptings to just be like, hey, like uh, from a lot of people in my life, especially my dad, um, to just like really, I was spending so much time like running away and not looking for reasons to stay mm-hmm. that he really did challenge me to look for reasons to stay because mm-hmm. I was like ready to peace out. When I say peace out, I'm like, I'm re- I was ready to get rebaptized. It was a lot. Wow. Um, and so post all of that, um, I was really on fire and I was like, you know what? Like I left college knowing that I wanted to work in fashion because I was studying film just to get the foundation of storytelling mm. in this, in a, in a digital visual format. Mm-hmm. Fine. Um, and then post reversion, I was like, what? Like, like I cannot, it's like, God, God wants more from me. I'm such a dream. Like Veronica said, you're cracking up. I'm so dramatic. Um, but I was like, no, like, I was like, that's like creative career. I've, I've been in the arts my entire life. My parents literally put me in ballet class, took me out in third grade and wondered why I was so upset. <laughs> and I was just like, what the heck? Like you, you had me in this, what, for four years? And then they put me in another dance class. And then I was doing musical theater. And then when I told my parents, I wanted to go to some like more creative route they were confused i'm sorry <laughs> but you did this to yourself you started this love y'all though shout out to my mom and dad i truly love them and they really are honestly the everything to me seriously i love them but um 
And thankfully, um, my parents really do understand my path and Mm -hmm. were really there for me during that whole period of reversion. And so that summer, I was going through the longings of being a revert and like not receiving the Eucharist because everything was on lockdown and just like learning about about it, all the ins and outs and doing Bible studies and all of that jazz. And I was like, I, I can't, like, I have to put this life away, like this creative life. I can't do it mm-hmm. because if I'm this on fire, then that equals I have to work for the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, this is, I was like, I was really rationalizing with myself, like, going into prayer about this and just hearing silence i'm like okay jesus like if this is like going in front of the blessed sacrament because there's a place in food that was perpetual at that time still is um but i was like going into going in front of the blessed sacrament and just you know and they're like jesus i'm waiting for you to tell me you know there was a job <laughs> to do. you know there was a job that i actually had applied for like y'all my life is wild i literally applied to be the director for the office of black catholics in my diocese of philadelphia Girl. and i i mean i got interviews okay please mm-hmm. so I, it was it, people because the thing is like i i was a credo catholic and i was very active in the church but was i living that church life <laughs> no <laughs> i was not <laughs> that's the gag i was not this bit out there. <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> this is who i am Veronica. this is how it is but no like um so so people knew who i was and and i was also doing some stuff like adjacent with some church folks at the time who were working with the church like Mm -hmm. as anyone who knows like 2020 was uh one of those like resurgences of like a lot of racial injustice in america and so Mm -hmm. i was doing stuff with archdiocese and i hosted an event so people knew who i was Mm -hmm. um and so i think that also was very confusing for me because I was like, okay, if I'm getting interviews, mm-hmm. I went in front of the bus sack and I was like, God, like, all right, I guess like now I have to decide like, what am I uh, literally, where am I going to live now? Cause I'm, yeah. I have this big girl job, like post-college, whatever. And then I was like, God, but like, do you really want this from me? Silence. And then <laughs> silence. silence. <laughs> and I was like, Oh word, Jesus. That just means yes. Cause like, you're just so sad. You're so quiet. Cause you're just so astonished at how much I'm answering. <laughs> And then I did not get that job. And I was confused, <gasps> confused. And then I went into a deep season of desolation. <laughs> it, honestly, it literally lasted for two weeks. My spiritual director was like, are you sure? Like my spiritual director at the time was just like, girl, are you sure? You know, talking to me about, you know, silence and what silence could mean. And, and now looking back, I see things very differently. Mm. And I knew that it was one of those things where I was listening more to, I was feeling in the silence of my own words mm. rather than listening to what that silence could actually mean. Because literally a week later after being so confused, I was like, I, I was like, God, you know, to be honest with you, I was a little disappointed that if I had to go work for the church, because that's what I thought that mm. and if you were on fire, then that means that you have to work for the church. Um, I, I was like, you know, God, I'm not going to lie. I was a little disappointed that I would have to give up these dreams that mean so much to me mm. to be in this space. Like, if, if, if I, have to sh- I have to show up in this world on fire, then that means I have to give up my my wanting to be in, in this yeah. creative space. Because um, like I said, I, I knew I wanted to be in fashion. Um, and so it was very interesting that... That was, I mean, you know, God is, God is good. Yeah. Uh, because literally, 
<laughs> we disappoint ourselves. Like, mm. like Jesus does not disappoint us. It was mm. all of all of that. All of those feelings at the time were literally just a manifestation of my mind. It was just like mm. I. It was all of this reason that I'd come to without Jesus even giving me like the the thumbs up. It was just like I think that if you are this way, then this is how things should be, and there's no other way about it. And that's what that's what being a follower is it's about sacrificing your mm. dreams to do things. But like one thing that I know is very true is that if you have dreams. If they are good, beautiful, and true dreams, they're not from you. They're from mm. God. Like, God gave you those dreams. Um, and he didn't <laughs> give them to you. He didn't give them to you just for them to sit in a corner. Yeah. Because that's not how lights run out. You know? yeah. Like, our gifts are lights to this world. And so I knew, um, I didn't know it then, but I know it now that um, everything that I have a good desire to do is from God. Mm. Um, and I own that. So it's a bit unconventional, you know, being, yeah. being a practicing very fully live Catholic in fashion. I feel like yeah. that's a weird, like, especially whatever. when you're not doing something like yeah. making a company. Cause I like, was, I can, yeah. I can pray while I sew, you know, yeah. it's, it's very like, no, it's um, very hands-on. It's, yeah, it's, exactly. it's I'm I'm in the I'm in the trenches, y'all. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm not in the trenches, but I am just in surrounded the, by dresses. I'm surrounded <laughs> all the time. But no, I, I mean like let's be real, I work in a secular space. This is a girl who two years ago was like, I I I my only choice now is to work for the church now mm. that I'm here, but I'm still on fire and yeah. I work in a secular space. And honestly, um one thing I will say, um, especially for anyone who's you know, kind of, you know, especially for people that are like leaving school or are looking to pivot careers and are who are also Catholic um, mm -hmm. or just, you know, just Christians who are also on fire to other Christians. Um, I would say, again, those dreams are like they're gods and he's going to use you in a, in a wild way. Um, but also like everyone is dope, like not not just Catholics, not just other Christians, like I feel so alive, like working in the secular world, that honestly, even the thought of working for the church right now makes me kind of sad, like full time. Because mm. I don't, I don't know what it's not it where is. you're called to be. It's not where I'm called yeah. to be. But also, it's very beautiful to encounter so many different people from different walks of life. Yeah. Um, and just see their journeys that have led them here, and also the same with the salvation history continues to this day. Mm. So to their stories. Um, so it's just really interesting to be in this space, to meet so many different types of people, to communicate with them, to laugh with them, um, to see them as whole and and beautiful people yeah. created by the creator same way as i am and also especially in this creative space like being able as like someone with the holy spirit in them uh, uh what, what do i say i have it in my instagram bio it's not even me it's literally from scriptures but a partaker in the divine nature mm. um like someone who is a partaker in the divine nature meaning that i have the holy spirit within me and he's very much using me um it's really beautiful to actually look at people in secular spaces and can see their gifts very yeah. clearly and maybe they don't know where they come from but i know where they come from mm. and you know really helping them calling calling those gifts out because when you yeah. can tell people um, i feel like i'm being hypocrite because like i when you said i'm a good producer i was like i don't know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. maybe but I think there is power in calling out the good in someone. Mm -hmm. It's always attached to their gifts. Um, it is very important. Um, 
And also knowing that our gifts are not just limited to what we do. Yeah. Um, it's how we speak. It's like the impact that we can have on other people. And that's not just with all we have to show for it in terms of our work. Because yeah, not everything like about us connecting. Exactly. And it's a soul connection. Yeah. Yeah. It is a soul connection. You're right. Um, and that's honestly like one of my favorite parts about working in a secular space. I feel yeah. very called to be here. Yeah. Um, I think also the... I was nervous. I remember going to college being like, oh, am I going to, I have to find like my faith community because I'm not going to be able to have deep conversations with people until I find those people. And like finding those people was good for me too. Mm -hmm. But I was really humbled by the depth of the people I met in college who were not religious at all. And the kindness that they had that I was like, oh, maybe I'm kind of rude maybe I can learn from this like I definitely could and I definitely should have and did and the like I think especially in the arts with the creative field like you said there's so much imagination and people's souls are Mm. so you kind of have to bear your soul yeah for sure to work creatively and so Mm. or to do it well in a way that's not just like yeah ripping off last Mm -hmm. last year's designs Mm -hmm. and so the like the level to which people bear their souls Mm. you're seeing them and each person is a walking image of god and so you're seeing this this aspect of god that you wouldn't have seen otherwise and they're able to speak to that aspect of him in a way that no one else is Mm. because they're that particular reflection of him you know yeah um Mm. and yeah like i've been really moved by the kinds of conversations that i've had like either on set or like stopping by to grab fabric from someone mm-hmm. or all this kind of stuff like particularly with sister maria dominique entering religious life the amount of like times our different fabric suppliers have asked how she is who've been like really excited that she's entered religious life wow. who've been like tell us about like you know oh she got a new name what's her new name mm-hmm. and like you know do you have a picture and you know what does she do again you That's know telling cool. them about her possible like people are um I don't know. There's, there's a lot more. Um, I think when you're seeking beauty, you, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. regardless of, of whether you're religious or what religion you are, if you are like, mm-hmm. there's a, a connection in truth that yeah. happens, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. That's such a good point. I, um, I definitely, and I, I can't, I'm just generalizing here. I, I don't mm-hmm. want to speak for anyone, but I do think um i only think this because i've observed it that there is sometimes a greater than thou Mm. feeling that exists amongst people um who kind of like everything that i just said maybe um, and i say this with humility maybe hasn't crossed their minds like the beauty Mm. that can exist with encountering on a full-time basis people outside of the church especially if it's not doing mission work i'm not talking about like yeah. that yes mission work is great but i'm not talking about that savior stuff i'm talking yeah. about like being every day with other people who are not like you yeah. um and finding beauty in them and not really looking for it just like a human to human you're yeah. both existing together we're working together um and then those things just naturally come because the intention there is to just relate and yeah. to do a good thing with someone else yeah um i i really feel it is unfortunate when i can tell especially talking to other catholics 
that there is, it's not being said, but there's a sense that someone may be less than. Or they're a project. Or, or they're a like project, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, it all goes back to the soul. Like we are, we have equal dignity, all of us, um, not of our, not of our own accord, mm-hmm. but because we were created by the creator. Um, and so it just, it just, oh, it's like a really big pet peeve of mine. And I don't know. I mean, the remedy to everything is radical love. And it's so mm-hmm. I was thinking about this on the subway heading to work. I was just, you know, I was listening to the daily readings and a reflection. And one thing I was thinking about was nature of, of divine love um and i was thinking about people in my life who i really struggle to love the most and a thought occurred to me where i was like huh i think the wrong way that i go about loving someone is loving with my own strength Hmm. like i'm loving this person because that's what i'm called to do so i have to use all my tools to love Mm -hmm. and then i thought about and i was like no like my love is human my love is faulty Mm -hmm. my love is fallen it's conditional um it's ever changing um but like divine love like god's love doesn't and so Mm -hmm. i think the remedy obviously the remedy to everything is radical love but also like really asking god to help you love someone better by god giving you his his ability to love Mm -hmm. Like the love that he has for you, giving you the ability to see that love in others as well. Yeah. Um, and you know, as much as as much as the world needs more love, you know, we also do too. Yeah. Because um, we really don't know how to love each other, especially when people aren't like us. Because it's like, okay, well, now I gotta, now I gotta fix you. Now I gotta, yeah. you know. Or I'm not even gonna try because you're just so different than me. It's like looking at love as a like like relating to someone as a precursor to love mm. well, instead yeah. of like curiosity. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Curiosity is beautiful. Mm. Okay. So you like this question before we started, how would your parents describe what you do? Wow. So my parents are honestly the coolest people in the world. Um, but you know, you know, they're limited in their understanding mm-hmm. of the ways of the creative world, mm-hmm. I should say. Um, for reference, my parents, I'm a first generation American. My dad mm-hmm. is Nigerian. He's from the Southeast. Like he's, he's Igbo. He's, mm-hmm. um, and, and my mom is Jamaican. She's from Mandeville. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not Jamaican. And so it, it, I say that because it plays a heavy role in my life. Like if yeah. anyone is like the child of immigrants, especially like like especially from africa or like the west indies i know i know my first gen friends from asia say the same thing like Mm. your parents look at your career trajectory as like doctor lawyer engineer something crazy spectacular whatever and so when you're not that it's like hmm I once mm. heard this amazing comedian say that you either have four choices for a career, doctor, lawyer, engineer, or a clown. <laughs> a clown. And so I guess I'm in the clown category. <laughs> but thankfully, my parents have never <laughs> described what I do that way. Yeah. Um, they, like I said, they definitely know that I wanted to be in the arts from a very early age. My dad definitely once did ask me, but I'm pretty sure you, you did tell me that you wanted to be a pediatrician at one point. And I was like, yeah, I think like in fourth grade. Though. Yeah, when you were like, oh, uh, yeah, I got a lot of doctor. Yeah, yeah, I literally like visited someone's house and maybe saw a baby and was like, ooh, that's what I'm gonna do. Okay, 
fourth grade. <laughs> just walked into someone's house. I was like, I'm an adult. <laughs> like, come on, I'm an adult. Like, you know, things have changed. <laughs> and so, but it's, it's cute. Cause like my, my parents, you know, I really do feel blessed because my parents have always encouraged me. They're just mm. like, as long as you are, you're really working towards things that you want to do, do them, whatever. Mm. So now that <laughs> I am in this field, I think it's really hard for them to understand merge coordinator. Mm. And nowadays I feel like I'm also producing more than anything. Um, Cause I, I think it's just like my skills, like, get used more in that mm-hmm. in that capacity i'm very quick with merge core also producing takes more of my energy mm-hmm. um so it's easier for my dad to just leave me as producer mm, gotcha and so when he it's adorable when my dad is describing i once heard him talking to his friend on the phone when i was visiting and he was like yeah you know my daughter she just came in for the weekend she's staying with us yeah you know she just moved to new york he's very like he loves to brag like he's a humble not humble love, brag. you know you know she you know she just moved to new york she she's working at a job she's in her own apartment um and she uh, you know she's a uh, uh, you know she's and I, I heard him fumbling so i said um I was like, what's the quickest thing? I said, producer, fine. Mm-hmm. He said, yeah, she's a producer. So all of those photos that you you see, you know, all the pictures that are taken, that's what she does. <laughs> it's almost like a photographer. And I was like, dad, that's not, I understand the logic yeah. of that, but I'm not a But she's the photographer's boss. <laughs> <laughs> in, a, in a sense, in a sense, in a in a sense, sense. you know? And so, but now he can, he's more elaborate. My mm. mom is pretty good at mm-hmm. it, but it, he's the one that needs some work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like he'll be, now he's pretty, no, he's really actually really good. Let me, let me say he's really good now. He actually, I've heard him say to people before, like if you go on the websites and you see the models, you know, what they're mm-hmm. wearing and stuff, you know, cause it's e-com. I mean, we do editorial, but it's mostly yeah. e-commerce. And so he's like, if you ever see, if you're looking for clothes, like, and you go to a website and you see the model, like those are the type of shoots that she's a part of and she she knows she helps with you know time management and she know she helps people on set he's he's you know i he's trying give it up but also give that's like a really good explanation he's like, listen a really good he explanation is, he is doing it okay Aww. like he's at that level he knows he knows what i do now Man. Supportive parents, supportive parents, and yes, my mom is the bomb. I literally talk to her when I'm walking into work, and I give her all of my goals for the day. She knows what I'm getting into. She she'll ask, she'll follow, she'll even remember that one of my like the other day I was talking about one of my clients, and it's crazy because one of my clients now is one of my favorite brands, so it's kind of like full circle. And I was telling her about one of my clients who's um I think eight months pregnant, and she asked about her, and she was like, "How how's your client? Did you see your client?" again the one that's pregnant i'm like yeah i did like look at you look at you you listen girl it's mom i call her girl all the time i'm like i'm like what's up girl how's it doing what's up mom you know we're I very feel like the the worst the thing that drives my mom the most bonkers i guess my version of calling her girl i don't know if that drives my mom bonkers at all but it's like when i try to pick her up because she's mm, five foot mm. and she's always like she laughs about it but she tries to act like she doesn't think it's oh, funny you know what oh i mean my gosh, that's adorable <laughs> sorry if you're listening mom i figured you out <laughs> <laughs> that's i know you love it that's so sweet that's so sweet but yeah, I think parents who like, I'm not, I'm, I think third, 
my, I'm second gen on my dad's side, okay. but he passed away when I was really young. So my second dad is the one who helped mm-hmm. me like kind of understand what I wanted to do and mm-hmm. go after it. And he's like a physicist, you know? Love that. So it was really, it was first off really cool. Like I went to a museum with my family, mm-hmm. I think last weekend or two weekends ago. And I, it was like about particle accelerators. And I was like, oh, okay. and I was like, cool. and my mom was like, sure. oh yeah, there's the one that your dad worked on. And it was Love like, this whole th- and I just had this completely newfound respect for him because Love he, that. or admiration, I should say, respect never wavers for, mm-hmm. for my dad. But like the, you know, people who are very humble about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And also like, I've never, my dad's never made me feel like what I want to do creatively is mm. somehow that I should make it a minor or that, Beautiful. you know, it should be a fall, like I should have a fallback plan or something like mm. that. Like the, um, he's not, he's, he's working on, I should say, he's, <laughs> he's doing a good, I actually asked him about this. He's doing a good job of it of like telling me when he's proud of me, you uh, know, but the way that he supports the steps towards goals mm. shows me that he is, you know, Beautiful. Um, so yeah, if you're a parent, just know you're doing great. Yeah, you're doing great. You're doing and great. It's hard. It is so hard to be a parent. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking about my bratty bond as a kid. <laughs> I was such a sassy kid, man. I really did drive my parents up a wall. I know I did. Um, but just, I think when I became an adult, like I started to see my parents so very differently, and I and I yeah. started to humanize them more. They yeah. weren't they weren't my enemies. They never were. But you know, you're you're a teenager, you're angsty, Matt. You know. Yeah. Um. But you know, me as an adult now, I I'm an adult who has adult parents. Yeah. Um. And the dynamics have shifted, and yeah, I just. It's really, I mean, maybe everyone's journey is different, but it was really helpful for me to become an adult. Um, mm-hmm. It just, I don't know, it just did a lot for me, my, me, my, me and my relationship with my parents. Um, yeah. And we've always obviously loved each other. Like, thank God that we've always had a good relationship. But the way that we love now as like adults existing together is honestly like beautiful. So mm. I am very thankful for them. They've seen me through a lot, especially in the past couple of years. So yeah. shout out to y'all. Also, know? yeah, if you have teenagers who are angsty, it gets better. It gets better, man. <laughs> I am living proof. It gets better. Okay. It gets it might get a little worse before it gets better. But, but incarnational you, truth. Hey, it gets better. Come on, speak on it. We are yes. proof. We are proof. Um so if you could say something reassuring to yourself when you were in college, Mm. what would you say? Jeez. Okay. I already know, but let me get the words right. She's, she's going through her thesaurus in her brain. Uh, no, (laughs) it's just just because like, I promise you, Mm. like you will continue to work on the same things that you struggle with maybe your entire life. Yeah. Um, and I think when I was in school, oh my gosh, I remember, man, I remember I had a goal. Um, actually, when I left college, I had this really big goal of mine that I was going to move to Nigeria for at least a year. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to do everything that I could to get there because I wanted to pave the way for myself. I wanted to afford it. I was going there for a job, but I wanted to like 
get all of my money yeah. together to move and save and all that while being in school. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I had this internship opportunity that was also like a grant. I was, I was doing the film thing, but I was also like interning at galleries. Cause I was like, I don't know. Do I want to like be like a, a curator at a yeah. gallery? I'm, I'm just, we're very, just trying to, I'm about. a creative girl. Yeah. Okay? Like creatives, like shout out to us because we, girlies. <laughs> we just, our minds are everywhere. Everywhere. Okay, this is true. Um, Don't let anyone tell you that there's you can do no jobs in the arts. There are no. thousands. There are thousands, and you can do everything. Honestly, yeah. like you can have every title that you want. You can do whatever you want. Um, but I was going for this internship that also had this like really big grant attached to it, and I was so sure, like, like at the time, the art director of one, like there's there's ICAs across the country, but the the ICA in Philadelphia. Um, like wrote me my recommendation and even referred me for this. I was like a shoe in and I did not get it. And I remember how the walls of my life came down that day. Like I was in class when I got the email. Uh, it was it was the last class. And you're like semester. trying not to cry. Oh girl, no sorry. And you're like uh, sorry. No, you don't know me. Literally, I saw it. it my, this is the last class of the winter semester. I literally saw that I got up and I ran to the bathroom and I stayed Good in the bathroom. You, you were like, this I is what we need. Bawled. I bawled oh. until the end of the class. And my friend was like, yo, where are you? Because she was taking a class with me. And you were like, I'm sobbing. And I was like, girl, I didn't get it. And you need to come and get me. Like, bring my oh. stuff. Like, with, like, I just need to go. I have to get out of here. And, oh, like, God bless you, Chi at that time because she was someone who was so goal-oriented that it came to her demise mm. like if i didn't get something it, it was also like i'm a recovering perfectionist mm. like i was always the kid i need to get good grades like i need yeah. to be the best i still am that person to be very honest with you and so being a producer maybe is like my like candy because like i have to and when i mess up because i'm a human being i go mm -hmm. berserk i'm not gonna lie god is working on it um but I was like really in shambles at that time and and I still struggle with that now not to that same degree thank god because like yeah. for me I really do see my gifts like dreams and gifts anyone who knows me I will talk all day about that kind of stuff because it really yeah. is important to me especially it's very important for me to let other people know mm -hmm. how much this type of stuff matters to their own lives as mm -hmm. well and how much like god really wants them to do the things that they love yeah. um but I I have released so much of that perfectionist part of me mm -hmm. that was like, okay, do what you love, but this is how you got to do it. And if it's not this way, it's going to be imperfect. I mean, and to, the punishing. The punishing, man. Yeah. And to that girl, I would say, like, God has got you. Mm -hmm. um, like, you have no control, mm -hmm. and that's so okay. Because mm -hmm. if you had control, your life would be shite. Yeah, you okay? also would miss out on so many opportunities I, yeah. that you wouldn't even, like, have yeah. doors open to no. because you would be like, this is my path yeah. in this narrow little way. I mean, obviously, the narrow way is, is yes, great, yes. but, like, my particular yes, version of yeah. this. And for me, like, because I was so future thinking, I wasn't living mm -hmm. in the present. And, you know, God, I feel like God in the past few years has called me, especially mm -hmm. in very important moments of my life where I've had made big decisions, has continuously called me to being present to what mm -hmm. he's giving me right now. And yeah. so, yes, I still am that girl. Um, I'm still that girl who definitely cares about her future because they're tied to my dreams. 
but I'm also that girl that's like, come with me. Cause I don't know what God wants to do in my life until he does it. Um, but I thank him in advance because I know what's coming is goodness. And it's like, I deserve, listen, okay. I'm the daughter of the King. I don't know if you guys knew that. <laughs> So, I deserve the world. So, like, every mm. good thing is coming for me. Everything that I desire that's good and beautiful mm. and true is mine. Like, I already claim that because I, like, I know whose I am. I don't doubt that. I used to, but I don't anymore. And mm. so, to that girl, like, just remember whose you are. Because, yeah. um, like, you may not have it together. You shouldn't have it together. Mm. That's so okay. Yeah. But the person who formed you has everything together for you and so if you stay present and you trust in him all of the goodness you can't even imagine like all of the goodness that's coming for you and that's true to the girl right now too yeah um and that's true to everyone like god has like all the goodies all the goodies for every part of your life coming to you right now so all Mm. i have to do is just say thank you because it's coming Okay, well, I'm gonna go cry. Okay, bye. (laughs) Thank you for joining us for Beyond the Stitch. You can find us on Instagram at litany.nyc and follow along with all of our behind the scenes shenanigans or at www.litanynyc.com. Yeah. Okay, great. Bye. That's all. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us this week for Beyond the Stitch. Our podcast is edited and produced by Doug Cool. Thank you so much, Doug. You're the bomb diggity. Our music is by Trish Vega. You can find her on Spotify. That's T-R-I-S-H. And then Vega, V-E-G-A. We're really grateful to have you here. And you can follow along on all of our chaotic, fun, ridiculous things over on Instagram at litany.nyc and over at our website, www.litanynyc.com. That's L-I-T-A-N-Y-N-Y-C.com. See you next week.